Hello, hi, I'm Zanzi, and welcome back to the Health Form Zanzi podcast, episode 109, proudly brought to you by Health Form Zanzi. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is of limits. For this week, we chat to Professor Pamela Naidu, CEO of the Heart and Stroke Foundation, South Africa. Professor Naidu, together with the organization, try and reduce the burden of heart diseases and strokes through their various pillars of work. In this episode, we'll be discussing why heart health is important, how to adopt good heart health behavior, and symptoms of a bad health condition. Prof Naidu, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, and I hope you are too. For the month of September, we're going to be focusing on heart matters, so all things involving and including the heart. Before we get into it, can you maybe just give us a brief introduction of what it is that you do? I'm the CEO of the Heart and Stroke Foundation South Africa. So essentially, I lead the way for the organization to try our very best to reduce the burden of heart disease and strokes. So we have various pillars of work to try and reduce the numbers the number of people that actually suffer heart disease and strokes and also associated conditions like hypertension and so on. The foundation also encourages the uptake of really good healthy behaviors such as not smoking. Later on in the discussion, we're definitely going to get into that, you know, in terms of what can we do to practice good sort of health practices. But why is good heart health so important? So good heart health, funny enough, people don't relate it to brain health. And reason sure. they both work together, you know. Good heart health means that you're more than likely to have good brain health as well and vice versa. But if you just take heart, the functioning of your heart just on, on its own, think about it. You know, your entire body has to have a circulation of blood and the quality of the circulation as well as the quality of your blood has got to be important for all the other organs to function. And in, more importantly, your blood also carries with it what we call oxygenated blood. So the higher the levels of good oxygen in your system, the chances of the blood flow being better if you have good overall health means that Actually, your overall or general health outcome is much better. From what I'm understanding, Prof Naidu, it all starts with the heart. The heart makes everything else sort of function as it should. That is correct. The heart and the brain together. But the yeah. heart is very important in pumping. It's almost like a pumping mechanism, if you want to use an analogy, like to yeah. bear into something where it's pumping your blood throughout your body. Because if there's no blood, say, going for extended periods of time to your one of your fingers, you can lose the functioning of that finger. Sure. So in relation to the brain as well, think about it this way. Your brain is responsible for the ability to speak, to smell, to hear, to feel, and so on. But it's dependent on good blood flow through the vessels yeah. in the brain. If you do not have blood flowing through your brain, the cells are going to die. And so you lose your functioning. Quite an important function that's happening with the pumping of blood by the heart. 
alternatively, when our hearts are not functioning as it should. So what are the symptoms then of a bad health condition? That's a little complication because heart disease, you can have a number of different types of conditions. I'll just talk about the common ones. There's also associated risk factors. And I'm going to talk about one in particular, and that is hypertension or high blood pressure. Many people have very high blood pressure, but they don't even know they have such a high level of pressure. That can kill you, actually, because you can't feel the signs and the symptoms oftentimes. So therefore, if you're over the age of 40, you should have your blood pressure checked regularly. So that's as far as the risk factors concerned. As far as the heart condition themselves, so if you get, say, for example, a heart attack, many people assume you will have left-sided chest pain. But actually, you don't feel that severe pain on the left side of your chest. It's usually in the center of the chest. Or it's referred pain, so you'll get it in your jaw or on your arm or on your back. So you see, that's the thing. If it's very severe and it renders you incapable in that moment or in the next, if you collapse from this type of severe pain, then you need to really get yourself to medical care very timelessly. Just to link on that, what are some of the other heart conditions you have come across in, in your profession? Last week, we chatted with someone that had three open heart surgeries, and this is all before the age of 18. So are there any sort of major heart-related conditions you have come across in your, your profession? Yes. So that's a good way to look at it is to look at health through the life course, as we call it. Now, if you take heart conditions in particular or heart disease, when you're a very young child, very often what gets missed is what we call rheumatic fever. So you know when a child is spiking a very high fever, Mm -hmm. when they have almost a bit of disorientation, sweating and so on, you should never ignore it. And don't even think you can just use a cold swab to bring the temperature down. When the child's temperature is spiking over 40 degrees Celsius, the child needs emergency care. It is treatable. And so if you do not treat the rheumatic fever, then you can develop what we call rheumatic heart disease at a very young age. And most often people don't even realize it until they yeah. go out teenage year. And then your child gets so sick and you go to a doctor and then they say, oh, this child now has rheumatic heart disease. And then it's a super shocker because who would have thought that yeah. you neglected that fever and this is what ended up happening. So that's in children. It's not very common. The sad fact for South Africa is that even though we're a middle-income country, we have pockets of poverty, and this condition is found more than likely in poorer people. Because say, for example, if the child has a sore throat, parents are likely not to treat it because they don't have funding to go to a doctor or to the clinic. And so this what we call strep throat infection leads to this condition of rheumatic heart disease. So that's as a young person and then young adults as well. As your age, your age renders your body a little bit more prone. So, for example, as you get studies, you're still fit, you can play sports and so on and so forth. As you get into your early 40s, if you lead an unhealthy lifestyle, like 
tobacco smoking, vaping, fatty foods, a consumption of bad diet, like extra salt, extra sugar and so on, then your body weight is unnaturally high, plus you smoke and all that, then what happens is your vessels or your arteries get narrowed because it affects the continuous and easy flow of the blood. And so once that happens, you get a kink in your vessel. Eventually, with the greater amount of the narrowing or the constriction of the arteries, it can get blocked as well. So then you end up with other forms of heart conditions. It's very complicated, like arthrosclerosis. You get heart failure. When you neglect yourself at a young age, and you don't have yourself checked over time, you could end up in your 50s with what we call heart failure, which is again a preventable condition if you're able to go for regular checks over time. And remember, the heart is a muscle. Mm. So any part of that muscle gets damaged, it's going to affect the way it functions. Prof Naidu, is it possible to reverse bad health practices? For example, you just mentioned now, if someone always consumes fatty foods and um, vape and they smoke and they drink, but for some other reason, there was sort of a lifestyle change. Can we undo what we have inflicted on our hearts? I don't like the term lifestyle because it's too neither here nor there. It makes it okay. You can relax on a beach and you will stop, you know, <laughs> heart condition. So I personally like to call it spade a spade. If you have good, healthy behaviors, your heart should be happier. So yes, you can reverse the condition to some degree. So we talk about a risk factor and what we can do is lower our risk. So for example, if you are a smoker, it's a very high risk for you for stroke and for heart disease. If you give up smoking, you will find that Within a month, you will already see a difference in your health. You breathe better, the quality of your your circulatory system is better. And so you immediately start to reduce the risk and you can increase your lifespan by a few years by just by stopping to the smoking and reducing alcohol consumption, watching your diet. You can actually reverse the risk to a large degree. There is hope when you realize you you can still make a change and it will have an impact, a good impact if you do. Absolutely correct. There's just one thing, though, that I think needs education is that these are things we can control that we're talking about. There are certain factors we cannot control. It's what we call unmodifiable risk factors, meaning we don't have the power to modify them. And that's usually your genetic inheritance or your your family history of medical conditions. And then secondly, your sex. So either males or females, they have particular vulnerabilities. So for women, for example, of course, age is another factor. As you get older, the risk increases. If you're a woman, it also increases towards the age of 40, 45, because you have perimenopause. So people before they actually hit menopause, it's a risky age. Then you have the menopausal phase and the postmenopausal phase. Because remember, your hormones are protective in men and in women. And when those hormone levels start to dip is when you actually find your body becomes more prone to condition, medical conditions. 
So that's another vulnerable age, which you often can't change, but you can go for hormone replacement therapy to your doctor. And then for men, it's also hormonal because as you get older, for example, men become more prone to say prostate cancer. But if you're more prone to other conditions, like if you have HIV, TB, COVID, those are all conditions that are going to make your condition, your heart health and your brain health more at risk. Lastly, Prof Naidu, we've mentioned sort of the things not to do in terms of consuming fatty foods and smoking and all of that. But is there an additional set of things that we can practice in our daily lives? It's very common to go to the doctor maybe for, you know, like other set of things, but you wouldn't really know to go and check on heart health perhaps. Are there other sort of things we can incorporate or adopt in our daily lives to ensure better heart behaviors? So on a day-to-day basis is to just respect your body and respect other people. So let's start with this oneself. So if you're in a working environment or, you know, and you've got a lift in a building, you can walk up one or two flights of stairs. You do not have to take the lift all the time. So simple things, keep moving, you know, literally do not be a couch potato because the blood circulation is reliant on action. When your body is in a very stationary position, you are more prone to having blood clots and so on. And of course, obesity as well, because you're not using the energy that your body uh, is being supplied with through your food. So move more, do not smoke, do not take alcohol if you can avoid it, or at very limited quantities. And then that's on a day-to-day basis. And you see, the other thing about smoking tobacco, it's not only about you smoking. If you smoke and you have your family members around or your colleagues around you. The silent smoking is when it's going and polluting the air and people are inhaling that nicotine from the air. There's studies to prove that even people who do not smoke have nicotine in their blood system when they test it because they're exposed to tobacco smoke. The secondhand sort of. Yeah, the the new term now is environmental smoking, but it is the same as the old term secondhand smoking. So that's kind of like on a day-to-day basis, but on a monthly basis or on a twice a biannual, twice a month, a year basis, you should know your cholesterol level. You should know your glucose levels. You should know your blood pressure. You should know your body mass index because all these things put together can tell you these are indicators of having good heart health as well. The theme for this year is use heart, know heart. So it's essentially telling us, get to know yourself, guys. Get to know your mind and your body well. That's the only way you can combat being ill. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health Boom Zanzi podcast. For more on our heart matters, check out healthboomzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious, about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send a message to 076-132-0454. Yeah, we're on Blue Tech. So there you have it, gals and guys. Heart matters matter. 
choose to stay informed about what is happening in your body by not neglecting your important checkups. Until next time, keep well, stay healthy. Signing out, your girl Joe.